to the Crushed Ice Combo Podcast with me, your host, Janelle Strasser. Hey, everybody. Today we have a special guest, Nicole Razik. Yes. Um, Nicole and I actually work together, so that's how um, we know each other. And um, we've known each other for about, what, a year now? Yeah, it's been so, a year. Oh, my goodness. So that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, but I was talking to her the other day about the podcast, and she told me that she listened to some episodes and that she would want to come on when I posted on Facebook, and I was really excited about it. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, here we are today. So um, just starting off uh, a little bit of background on you, you actually do instructional design. Correct. So what is that? Oh, gosh. Instructional design is basically a catch-all term, I feel. Um, I do a little bit of graphic designing, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if it's included in it or not, but here I do because <laughs> I like to make things. That's yeah. what I always say. I like to make things. So I work on the e-learning and I do some stuff for marketing um, and basically project manage my own stuff. And Okay. So like with the like graphic design piece, mm-hmm. so you do a lot of like animation type yes. things, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and then you do a lot of, like, voiceovers. I do. I do. <laughs> is that weird? That is weird. Um, in my previous job, I didn't have to do the voiceover. Mm. We would send it out and get it, like, professionally done, and mm. they'd send it back, and I just sync it up. So that's so been a hearing new... your voice all yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> I do hear my voice all the time, so. <laughs> so when I think of, like, anything with, like, graphic design or, like, instructional instructional design well, mm-hmm. I can't even say it um, I think of like a very like male dominant industry so is it um in my experience no really okay. yeah and um, and like I said I've, I've only had I've been doing this like five years mm-hmm. this is only my second job in this particular industry and in my previous job um, there were six of us all female really all in and out all female yeah okay. I think it's the um, the designing stuff I don't know okay more... so the, the the design piece right it? I don't know why I think that and maybe it's just because like for a long time it was like n- almost nerdy to do something on like a computer now it's like yeah. very like everyone's doing it right so right. Um, what got you into this profession Oh, gosh, that's a long story. We're so, here for your stories. <laughs> okay, good. I um, started out, when I went to college, I went for early childhood education. Okay. And when I got out, I moved to North Carolina um, and taught fourth grade for a year. And then I was lucky enough to get a job in Medina um, mm. at Fenn. I worked at Fenn for a year, and I worked at Garfield for two years doing kindergarten and first grade. Ooh, that's tough. Um, tough. It, it's a tough age, <laughs> yes, but um, they're cute. At least. They are. They're very cute. I always said I could not do this and have my own kids. I just know that I can't. Mm. Um, so Medina did a whole bunch of layoffs back when I was um, working there. So I got into a Catholic school and I was the technology slash gym teacher. Which wow. Was, yeah, that was difficult because I like the technology stuff. Mm-hmm. I do not like Jim very much. So. Yeah, me either. That's okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had fun. I got to wear sweatpants to school on those days. So. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> I don't wear sweatpants. So, um, 
when I was doing that, when Medina, I knew they were going to do their layoffs, so I, I tried to get, I wanted to get my master's right away and try to apply for tenure. Mm. So I got my master's in instructional design. No, instructional technology. Okay. Which has nothing to do with instructional design. But the irony. It's, I mean, you say instructional technology and everyone's like, oh yeah, technology, you're good. <laughs> so um, I have my own business on the side. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know that. Called Peanut Technologies. Okay, Peanut. You Let's know pause peanut. there. Okay. <laughs> Who is Peanut? Peanut is my four pound dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what's his breed? Um, she's a Shih Tzu Poodle. Shih Tzu Poodle, okay. Mm-hmm. So a shipu? Yes, or a shipu. Oh, can you say that? <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> she can be, but <laughs> but no. Um, so what I started doing on the side was building websites for small businesses. So Peanut kind of worked for that, and Peanut's my BFF. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, that's where the name came from. And then, because I was starting designing things mm-hmm. and doing websites, I applied for a job at Genesis 10, mm. which is a consulting company, and I ended up getting hired on their instructional design team. Okay. Um, so I started building e-learning courses and kind of just, I learned everything there. Um, That's cool. About how to project manage and how to build e-learning and how to build instructor-led training. And so, so for your your side business before, mm-hmm. what were you designing back then? Or what uh, I was doing websites. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, websites. That's cool. Yeah. So I taught myself like color theory, and um, I ended up taking a class and getting a certification in web training or no, sorry web design. Okay. So I got to learn. That's how I learned to use um, Photoshop and Illustrator and. That's cool. All those Adobe fancy programs. You know, they they freak me out a little bit. Yeah, they're big. Well, yeah, you start playing, and then all of a sudden you're like, what did I just do? There's so many buttons. There are so many buttons. (laughs) And I have no idea what all the buttons do. I just know the ones I use a lot, so (laughs) I have to Google. So was it mostly, like, just self-teach? Like, you just started to learn how different things went Yeah, and I was really lucky when I worked for Genesis 10. We were all just starting it. There were a lot of teachers who Mm -hmm. were switching careers. Um, So we all learned together, and we were together for, like, four years. And um, then slowly they started dropping. And I was (laughs) was the last last one, and I'm like, it's time. (laughs) So... From the teacher role, Mm -hmm. you were going to go for tenure, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And what made you just completely switch gears? Um, Yeah, so I didn't get the tenure, which is okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, God has a plan. I firmly believe that. And during the time, I was, like, hysterical. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. my mom and I, God has a plan. God has a plan. Right. Um, So... I got that other job teaching, and then I found out that school was going, um, I don't want to say going out of business, but they were closing that school. Wow. Um, so You don't think of like a school being right. closed. So that, right. That made me I think me it's because it's a parochial school. And uh, a, okay. So I'm like, I got to do something. I got to do something. And um, I was just looking for anything at anything that point. At yeah. that point. So... Um, and when I, when I applied for my job at Genesis 10, 
um, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way this is going to be too good to be true. And it was just wow. amazing. So you got to work from home too, right? I did. Not, not at first. At first mm-hmm. we had an office in Cuyahoga Falls and then, um, we moved to an office in Akron and then they also had a, uh, they had a team in Akron and a team in Texas and so it just worked out. It was easier for us to work from home because mm-hmm. we could be on the phone with the tech all the time. And yeah. Um, and then when Elliot was born, <laughs> um, he was born in January. So in December, I was like, I can't drive to Akron every day. I'm nervous. What if something happens? All my doctors are out here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, work from home five days a week. And so everyone That's benefited cool. from. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my after that, we didn't go back to an office. I feel like that is the ideal for, like, a mom. Yes. Like, it, to be able to stay home with the kids. Yes. Um, so you have two kids, actually. I do, yes. <laughs> so how old is Elliot now? Uh, Elliot is four. He's four. And then Eliza, how old is she? She is 17 months. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yes. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, I know. With Eliza, you had complications during yes. delivery, right? Yes, yes. So what happened? Um, it was funny because it was a Saturday morning. She had just turned 37 weeks. And um, Elliot's birthday is January 17th. So this is January 13th. She was supposed to be born February 2nd, 3rd, whatever-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting Elliot ready to take him to a haircut appointment because we're going to do birthday pictures um, oh the following week. So we get in the car, um, and we drive up the road, and our mailboxes are on the end of our street. So I get out of the mail, I get out of the car to get the mail on our way to his haircut appointment, and I feel something, and I know it's my water, and I'm like, okay, well it was just a little trickle, so I think I think I'm good. I'm not gonna like panic or anything, and. Um, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. So we're driving. I should have just turned around, but we're we're driving to the haircut, and all of a sudden just whoosh. No. All over the car. And I'm like, okay, okay, this isn't bad. Um, I call my mom. I'm like, Mom, my water broke. Can you come? She was going to watch Elliot. Well, I think my um, mother-in-law was going to watch Elliot, but my mom's closer, so I'm like, Mm -hmm. and we'll start, because my mom was going to come with us to the hospital, because your mom right (laughs) so she's like okay don't panic I'll be right there and I'm like Elliot we can't go for a haircut today and he starts bawling I want to get my haircut I want to get my haircut and I'm like I'm sorry buddy I'll have to take you (laughs) another time and he's three and what three-year-old wants to get their haircut only mine (laughs) so that would have worked out nice (laughs) if you're getting the haircut it would (laughs) have so we um turn around and I'm like, Dean, I just want to go change my pants before we go, because mm-hmm. obviously I'm so okay with yeah. So I go upstairs, and there, um, I go to change my pants, and there's just blood everywhere. <gasps> and I'm no. like, oh, my God, I don't think this is okay. I don't think this is okay. So um, I call my mom back, and she's like, well, call the doctor and see what he says. You know, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't panic. So I did... Um, but Dean panicked. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I would panic. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I was so calm. Maybe second baby? Yeah. Like, you just feel like, oh, it'll be okay. Right? Yeah. So um, I'm like, well, I'm not going to change my pants because I'm not going to get second baby. Yeah. I'm like, Dean, we got to go. It's bleeding. And he sees all the blood in the bathroom, and he's like, oh, my 
God, we can't wait for your mom. We can't wait for your mom. He picks up Elliot, who's like screaming for his haircut still, <laughs> runs him across the street and asks our neighbors, can you please watch Elliot? Elliot has no clue what's going on. I'm like, Dean, let's calm down. He's yeah. like, no, you got to go. you got to go now. <laughs> so... Um, as we're driving away, I see Elliot crying from the neighbor's window, and I'm like, oh, my, luckily my mom got there like 10 minutes later. By then, he was fine. He was playing with the neighbor girl. <laughs> and um, so I call the doctor, and I'm like, there's a lot of blood. Is that normal? And he's like, um, it can be. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to panic. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to panic. So we get there, and we go through the emergency room door because... That's where Dean parked. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Breaking out. <laughs> so I walk in, and there's this lady, and she's there checking in because she has the flu really bad. And I walk past her and say, excuse me, my water broke, and I'm bleeding really bad. And she's like, oh, okay. And you just see drip, 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 drip behind me. Oh. And the lady's like, and the, the receptionist lady was like, I'll be right back to the lady who's trying to check in. She's like, yeah, okay. And they put me in the wheelchair, and they wheel me as fast as she can, and I'm like, okay, now I'm panicking a little because oh, who goes yeah. this fast in a wheelchair? <laughs> so now I'm crying, and I get in, and they're like, oh, it's okay, you'll be okay. They get me in the gown, and um, they start monitoring. They put the monitor on Eliza's head mm-hmm. um, just to be sure, and they're like, okay, after like a, a couple minutes, they're like, We're, you're going to need a C-section. My mom had gotten there by this mm. point, so thank that's God. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. Something that's a little bit calmer. <laughs> right, because Dean's like, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're good. Um, so I'm like, now I'm bawling because I'm like, I do not want a C-section. I was ready for this. I oh, knew what was coming. Had the first one fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh um, so I'm like, okay, okay. My mom's like, it's the best thing for the baby. It'll be okay. God has a plan. Yeah. We always say that every time. So, <laughs> um, so they're like, so he comes back in and he's like, yeah, we don't have time to wait to put, to give you an epidural. So we're just going to put you to sleep. And I'm like, okay (laughs) and that means Dean can't come in so um I go in with this team of nurses and I the last thing I remember is having a contraction and they put the uh, mask on and and I'm like trying to pull it off because I can't breathe because I'm having a contraction and the guy's saying this is for your baby and then I was out and I'm like okay okay so um what ended up it was it was a uh, the placenta tore off the wall of the... Her wall. Okay. Yeah, so um, she was fine. She she had nothing. Well, she had jaundice, but that's common. Yeah. Um, the only thing that happened was she swallowed a lot of blood. So Ooh. she was, by the time we left the hospital, she was a pound and a half less than oh, what her birth weight was because of all the blood. Someone, oh, my Yeah, gosh. so she didn't want to eat... She, um, I can't blame her. her. Stomach was probably on fire. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we took her back down to Rainbow to do the the jaundice, and once that got under control, she ate and everything was fine. Wow. And now I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And how were you after all of that? Because that was a lot of blood, a lot of craziness. Yeah, so. I had to have a blood transfusion. I oh think I had to have two. I'm I'm not quite certain. Because kind of like, yeah, what? a little crazy. So I think I had one during surgery and then um, a consented one 
afterward where mm-hmm. I saw it going. Like, oh, oh my this gosh. Is so weird. Yeah. So Are you squeamish or? No, no? I okay. took a picture because my sister <laughs> is. So I sent it to her and our family group message. <laughs> the and they're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're glad everybody's okay. Yeah, everybody's okay. It's quite a story. Yeah. I don't tell people who are pregnant, so I'm sorry, <laughs> everyone who might be listening. Yeah. Hopefully, there's somebody pregnant listening right now. <laughs> if not, everything's good. Yeah, we have good reason. Right? We're good. <laughs> um. So dealing with all of that, mm-hmm. how does now having kids change your perspective on just life in general? Um, it has to be so different now. Yes. There's two big things I can think of. One, when I go to the rest- a restaurant or a grocery store or anywhere and see a screaming kid, I'm like, <laughs> I've been there. Instead of previously, I was like, oh my God, these people and their kids. <laughs> right. Right? So I've I'm had way- those moments. I'm, uh, right? I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm way less judgy. Oh, that's good. And I always try to go up to them and say, oh, you're doing a great job. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they—that's just what you need. Yeah. I mean, that's what I need. So I'm hoping that's <laughs> what people need. Oh, that's cool. Um, and two, um, like, um, with—I know—with my mother-in-law, I'm so much more can see where she's coming from mm. because uh, my son. I'm like, oh my gosh, I—you know—it's yeah. just a different. Well, there's, like, a whole study and everything, too, of saying, like, kids are actually worse around their moms. So, like, dealing with all of that. Yes. (laughs) It makes it, like, oh, it's okay. Like, they're supposed to be a little bit worse. Right. (laughs) Right. Versus, like, the daycare, like, worker who's like, oh, they're an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One thing that you did, um, because Eliza turned one, Mm -hmm. what was it? In January. January. January 13th. I remember. So, we... You had our birthday party, mm-hmm. and you guys did something really neat, and so I was really excited to talk about this because cool. I had never seen it before. Okay. Um, so you guys had different pieces and mm-hmm. had her pick one, and it's like an Irish tradition. Is that right? Or yeah, I think it's Polish, actually. Polish. There we go. I so, knew it was something like that. Something-ish. Okay, so <laughs> can you kind of explain the pieces and what... Yeah, so this mean? is a tradition we've done in my family... Um, I don't know how long, honestly, but I know I did it, and I know my parents did it. So um, there's four items. There's a rosary, a silver dollar, a shot glass, and a prayer book. And you put it on their high chair, and Mm -hmm. um, you cover it up so they don't know what's under there. And then when you uncover it, they're going to pick something up, obviously, Mm -hmm. because there's stuff in front of them. And whatever they pick up um, is supposed to... um, symbolize like how they're going to grow into a person like what's going to be important to them so um elliot grabbed the shot glass so we all know what he's doing (laughs) no he's very social so it makes sense okay um yeah i don't know why they put a shot glass in there everybody (laughs) ladies love cups (laughs) um we love cups too right (laughs) so eliza picked the silver dollar which made a lot of sense because my husband works for um, First National Bank. He's in commercial real estate, and he's very financially oriented. Okay. <laughs> so we're all, rub off. Yeah, so we're all like, oh, well, Eliza is Dean's kid. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that's so cool to kind mm-hmm. of, even though, you know, it, it may be true, it may not be true, right. but it's just cool to, to think, like, okay, how does this relate when you look back right. on it in and then, you know, 10 years, and, Yeah, years. and then you're like, 
oh, and then you go back and do the stories. Well, I pick the, you know, my mom's uh-huh. like, well, my kids picked blah, 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 blah. I picked the rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so it's just kind of a fun. Yeah. Like to go back. the tradition of it yes, all. Yes, the tradition. So is it's, the best. it's cool to think like one day your kids can be doing that right. with their kids. Right. So, I, that was probably my favorite thing about her her birthday because I, I was sitting back there and I'm watching it and I'm just like, this is so neat. Like to see a family tradition that has actually lasted right. and has such meaning mm-hmm. to you guys. So, um, no, I loved that. Uh, speaking of the shot glass, because oh, we have to talk about this. So, I should have picked the shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things about you, among all the wonderful things that make you, um, is that you love to shop. tipsy shop. Yes, when I'm tipsy. Yes. So there is a dinosaur, a quite large dinosaur yes. on your desk. Yes. Please explain to us how that dinosaur got there. I went to a work function with my husband, Dean, and um, there were all these baskets and people were bidding on them and bidding on them. And I had had a a drink or two and I'm like, Dean, I'm going to bid on this basket. I really want this dinosaur. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he's like, all right, because it started at like 20 bucks. (laughs) And we got up to 100 and he's like, you're not allowed to bid on this anymore. Just go buy one. And I'm like, oh, so I pull out my phone and I get on Amazon right then. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> so he comes two days later, and I'm dying of laughter because I have I don't remember doing this at all. So <laughs> here he comes, and oh there's been a couple of other things that I bought. Yeah, you got um, you and Abby, who was on the podcast previously. Yeah, you guys have matching shirts, right? Yeah, or puppy shirts, puppy love shirts. Yes. Right? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. you always have a story. I do. And ironically, you bought a shirt that didn't have a story to it. You actually just bought the shirt because you wanted to buy the shirt. You're oh, actually yeah. wearing it. I'm wearing the shirt yes. today. It is the um, regular person who's like a manager, doctor, engineer, yada, yada. And then there's a really awesome unicorn dabbing that is the instructional design. And I think that's a dope shirt. And we will have to uh, have a picture with it. So that, oh, perfect. So that we can uh, show everyone what we're talking about. Awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah, so someone should take my phone when I have a few drinks. No, these are the best stories when you walk over and you're just like, look what I bought. And you're like, (laughs) I maybe had a drink. I don't know. Like, we all know. Right? I'm like, oh, what did this whole deal? (laughs) Take you out for margaritas and and get you to buy me a few things. Yes. (laughs) I did try to buy my brother an Xbox one time and he wouldn't let me. So you're welcome, (laughs) Dean. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So one thing that you have shared and something that I love that you shared is that you do deal um, with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so dealing with that and you know having a normal social life and family and, and all of that, how do you go day to day? Oh boy, well some days are harder than others, yeah. obviously. Um, some days I wake up and I feel great and um, sometimes I get very, I dwell on things a lot and mm-hmm. if I'm dwelling on something it just, I can't stop thinking about it and um, then I just kind of sink lower and lower. <laughs> And um, so that's tough 
but um, I mean, my husband is great. He's a great support because mm-hmm. um, I'm on medication, and um, he's always like, "Okay, well, what can we do to make you feel better?" And I'm like, "I don't know, I don't mm-hmm. know." And some days I just need to go to bed early, and tomorrow's a new day, and yeah. and I do it that way. Or sometimes. Um, He'll come home early or pick up the kids so I can go exercise. I do a lot of that. And um, sometimes he just, he's like, okay, well, let's just go out to dinner and or do something time, fun. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I can't. I can't go out. And then he's like, okay, well, why don't you go for a walk? And, you know, he's a big, big help, and he knows, you know. What to say but not to push. Right. Yeah. And some day. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't know what to say, and I'm like, and sometimes I have to tell him what to say, and he'll do it. Yeah. So um, I know the hardest part for me with it was um, getting diagnosed. Um, I'm sure I've had it a long time. It runs in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't go do something about it until um, after college. I started Mm -hmm. going to a therapist. Um, so it took a long time to find the right therapist for me mm-hmm. and to find the right balance of medicine. And I know, like, I didn't meet Dean until I was already on medicine and going to therapy. So I was just, um, I don't, I, I was very depressed after college. And um, when I lived by myself, Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I couldn't, it was, it was hard. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the second hardest time was being pregnant because getting mm-hmm. off the medicine, they told me I didn't have to, but it was something I wanted to do because you felt I, like, yeah. I didn't want anything to mess with my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And even if it, it could have done nothing, it could have done something you just don't know right so I'm like this is something I am doing and Dean was very supportive of it even though I was crazy Mm. I don't want to say the word crazy but I was pregnant and hormonal and then um I was trying to get off the medicine which is also super hard so um and I mean he he let me yell at him (laughs) I mean he didn't let me we always (laughs) talked about it but he let you get out what you needed to get yeah, out. Yeah, and he um, he was he was always there. He never once thought, "This is it. I can't deal with it anymore," mm-hmm. um, which I find amazing because I couldn't deal with it anymore. <laughs> was it hard to tell him, like when you guys were kind of in a relationship, or did, was it really no, natural? I think it was really natural. Dean is a very straightforward man okay, this is, this is how it is kind of person. And so that's nice. This is how it is. <laughs> Do you feel like when you tell somebody that like they treat you differently or like you've had like a mixed reaction? Um, no, I've, um, I've been, I felt okay. I don't really go up to people and say, Hey, I'm Nicole. I have depression. What do you <laughs> right. think about this? So, um, I know I, I, I've told a couple people here just because Mm-hmm. They've caught me <laughs> in one of my my moods. Um, so, yeah. It actually, it, it really surprised me, and I think that this is something that most people don't realize, right. is that 
they can be the most bubbly person in the world mm-hmm. because you come in with a smile on your face every day. If there's a bad situation, you like always try to find the good in everything. And I would have never guessed that mm-hmm. you're dealing with that, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's the most bubbly and energetic person that's really dealing with something on the inside or chemical imbalance. Yeah, yeah, you never, you never know. And I try to take that to heart too. Like if, and I'm like. I'm a really, really aggressive driver, (laughs) and I have really bad road rage, (laughs) and so when people cut me off, I'm always like, (laughs) okay, okay, you don't know what that person's going through, Yeah. so, and sometimes that's hard, like, I know I had a meltdown at the grocery store, me and Elliot were at the grocery store, and this lady in front of me was um, using a coupon, and Eliza was screaming. Oh, Eliza was there too. She's screaming, screaming, screaming. And the coupon wouldn't go through. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, come on. Yeah. So I'm like, Elliot, we're just going to go and come back. Because yeah, I, it is I it need is. to get out of here. <laughs> we need to, I need Eliza to stop crying. And we're <laughs> going to come back. Do um, you feel like with everything, um, with now having kids, mm-hmm. that you react differently within those situations? Um, I try to be more mindful of it. I don't want any of my tendencies to rub off on them. Mm-hmm. And I already see it with Elliot because I over-apologize for everything. Mm. And we'll be doing something, something together, like we're playing Mario Kart, and um, we've been trying to win, which is hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> me too, it's okay. And him, he's four. Um <laughs> So we have this rule, like, whoever's in first, the person behind them doesn't, like, takes all the hits. So (laughs) So we're trying to win. So, like, I'll accidentally hit him or he'll accidentally hit me. And he'll be like, oh, my gosh, buddy, I'm so sorry I didn't mean to hit you with that shell. And he'll Mm -hmm. go, oh, that's okay, Mommy. Don't worry. It's it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, God, he's me. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Um. With dealing with depression, do you have any advice for um, just others that maybe are dealing with the same thing or kind of in that slump? I would say, um, you know, don't be afraid to seek help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it may take a couple tries. It took me a couple tries to find the right therapist and the right um, medication to, mm-hmm. to be on. And... Not saying that medication is going to fix everything, but mm-hmm. um, if you talk to your doctor about it and you want to try it, go for it. And if you want to mm-hmm. try just seeing a therapist or finding someone to talk to or exercise, just try something. But mm-hmm. just, and that there are so many people I know, like in my family, who know about this. And um, my like my mom, we're not touchy feely. We are not touchy feely people at mm-hmm. all. And during my last episode, I when I, I just called her bawling, and she's like, "What's wrong? Are you safe? Are the kids safe?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, um, so then that's when, um, you know, her, her personality and her touchy feely comes out. And she's mm-hmm. like, "Everyone loves you, and you know, we all love you, and we know." medicine and it's okay you don't think that it's not okay (laughs) so um 
yeah, if you have a support group, you have your family, you know, use them. What advice would you give to people that maybe are that support group and, and how they should be behaving or reacting to situations? Um, that's a tricky one, I would think, because I would think it's different for everyone. Yeah. But just, um, like, I know for me, um, I've, I've taught Dean, like, what to say and what to do mm-hmm. and when it looks like I need a hug or when I need some time. And, so just um, be willing to really listen. Yeah. Be willing to listen and, you know, do what the person tells you. You know, mm-hmm. what, if they're willing to tell you what they need, you know, follow that, follow what they need, unless it's something, you know, dangerous <laughs> or anything. Yes. So. <laughs> um, well, Nicole, I wanted to thank you for coming on and, and just sure. being willing to share because, I mean, you shared a lot. I did. Know, I'm an oversharer. You know, everything. And so I just appreciate you coming on and sharing. And I really hope that, you know, your story touches and impacts someone else. I hope so too. Um, I know for me personally, I. I love hearing about all these facets of your life that yeah. we can talk about later, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, just thank you for coming on. And um, for anybody that's listening, I am going to post a wonderful photo of Nicole on <laughs> with her awesome shirt um, on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. So if you guys have questions, feel free to put them down there. I'm sure Nicole wouldn't mind answering any for of sure. those. And uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs>